The following is a presentation of Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast. How did I choose to win? The question is. You must learn to see things differently now. Welcome back, rebels and assorted Rodians outfitted with technology, slowly taking over your personality. Really, we can't recommend that. Uh, we can't recommend that walk of life. It just sounds, frankly, brutal and disheartening. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be the SIBO of your friend group, although we do have a lot of love and respect for him. Welcome back to a rewatch between worlds. For us, it has been mere moments. For you, it has been a week. So thank you for joining a us again. A lifetime of waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <What an> impression. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for uh, for joining us again here for episode eight of our show episode nine for Star Wars Rebels. As such, that's what happens with the two-parter rule that we've embraced here on the show. This is Gathering Forces, and I, of course, have gathered the only force I need, and that is Nikki Kumar once again joining me for another adventure. Absolutely. And uh, once again, such a pleasure to be here. Such a pleasure to be watching Star Wars Rebels with you and everyone else. So yeah, we got some, we got some fun stuff to get into, some, some heavy work is done in uh, our next episode. So, gosh, yeah, I'm just ready to, ready to jump back in. I haven't actually watched this one in a long time. Yeah, I think it's been a long time for me as well. Again, season one, probably my least watched season overall, mm-hmm. just by the nature of recency and, and the nature of some of the later stories. But yeah, I've, I've, you know, it's always nice when the details are fuzzy enough that I could still be like, oh, yeah, like the yeah. development that comes up. Um, but yeah, I think we're ready to dive into this one, unless you have any preamble. Of course, it was a, uh, you mentioned this in our last episode. This is a mid-season premiere. Now. Yeah. So this was, this was coming back to it. And um, I don't really have actually much to say about this episode beforehand, but there is something I wanted to briefly mention because we, didn't, we haven't really had a big discussion on this. And um, it was sort of reminded by when we were watching the recon in last week's episode. I say last week, <laughs> you know, a few, few <laughs> minutes ago for us. Uh, but... Um, and talking about, you know, Kevin Kiner move, taking the Imperial March and zazzing it up a little right. for, for the happy version. And um, that just reminded me in general of the main theme of Star Wars Rebels. And I, I just wanted to point out something that I think is really cool for anyone who is unaware of it. We all know the Rebels theme. And how that is actually built out of a more obscure cue from our favorite movie, Return of the Jedi, of uh, like the rebel fleet theme. So oh, we have... So like a cool way that Kevin Kiner took some existing architecture and built something new and kept it related to the rebellion yeah absolutely and and, and, you know those that thematic uh energy of like the rebellion coming together uh, yeah and and pulling together how that's the end point this is sort of the beginning so yeah a piece of that the themes are together how it's man stars is cool (laughs) yeah that guy gets it that guy's going places for sure (laughs) man Um, i wonder what else he'll write i know right maybe they'll hire him again yeah um Great stuff. Great stuff. Great insights. I never knew that. That is fantastic. Um, 
And again, so thematically poignant. Uh, yeah. Did you know that uh, Palpatine's theme is really the, the end of episode one and that it's a... Uh, well, bam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you know that Vigo uh, actually <laughs> hurt his foot? And... Yeah, yeah. You, you know when he's running down the hill? Like he was yeah. in a lot of pain. In the, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> Man, so good. Uh, so good. Hella facts. Uh, yeah, so guys, we're on Disney Plus uh, where we watch these as always. We're going to jump into this one here. It's episode nine, Gathering Forces. We do a three, two, one, go, hit play on go. And I think we're ready. Oh, yeah. So let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Space. Yeah, serene. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> it's action. All, All right, right, back into it. Great for a mid season premiere, of course. You know, if you're watching. As they broadcast, you get more of the fantastic Grand Inquisitor in his uh, nice aerial combat outfit there. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Hera more in a, in a focused role as she is, of course, the guiding force that gets them through all of their uh, piloting situations. Yeah. Also, just another thing about Hera, you know, Never totally flustered. No. No. And even even if she is, she keeps that keeps that on the inside. She's it's always, always cool. Yeah, she's always know how to handle the situation on the outside. And when she yells, it's not out of fear or out of losing control of the situation. It's to inspire everybody else mm-hmm. and to keep everybody in line. And yeah, it's it's um and clarity, right? Like yes. Like it is it is a sign of you know, things are a bit dire. <laughs> let's, mm-hmm. let's be in action mode and, and we'll get through it. Absolutely. And uh, I love that there's that element there with Ezra of fear of, you know, he's already accepted that they're dead or he thinks he's accepted it, mm-hmm. you know, whereas he, there's an internal battle of hope. Uh, of sometimes hope can be painful you know it's yeah. it's, it's the the hawkeye end game thing that became a meme don't give me hope don't give me hope yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> but you know meme aside that's a real thing like yeah sometimes when a loved one is sick or when you you think something's going on with your job or with finances sometimes it does suck when you think it's going to get better and then it doesn't yeah um, it's like you want to keep those expectations low <laughs> yes exactly uh and oh, and then this this pain here, calling him a coward. It's like Ezra, you know. It it it, it emphasizes how sometimes your inner pain hurts other people. Like Sibo yeah. is a victim, you know. Yeah, he's, he's not here to um. He's not here to add to your pain. He's not trying to. It's it's such a great season one Ezra moment, right? To to not be able to again not not erase the emotion, but to just be able to harness it better right Mm -hmm. and um and you know he he doesn't know this or he can't know this now and so he yeah he lashes out and you know he he tries to hurt with his pain um in a a less poignant note i love star wars tracking beacons oh yeah i think that when when they do their little fold out this really (laughs) flip open yeah you're like a little cootie catcher (laughs) she said it she said ghost it's a cootie catcher. <laughs> Took a second to register that. Uh, what a time. Oh, here we go. Sibo's got this. Sibo coming in with that R2-D2 energy. 
of get out of the way. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> These are also just peak Star Wars moments, right? Like, you know, the this is very end of Empire. Yeah, the quick you escape know. and the, you know the frustrated villain foiled again. You could have put that music from Empire the dun 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 onto yeah. the scene, and it would have fit. Like these extended yeah. shots of uh, hyperspace. It's very good, very cool. Man, Ezra, that was cold as ice. Mm-hmm. I always feel bad for Imperial Astromax because you know they get no love. Yeah. They didn't ask for this. They didn't enlist. And they probably have um they're probably wiped frequently, right? So they have yeah, no they personality. Don't have much personality, if anything. Probably just feeling like an abused animal. Is that Constantine behind him? Constantine has the most, yeah. right? That's him. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Kanan like snapping in front of his eye. Uh, is that foreshadowing for the fact that Kanan would be blind? Damn, that's no, cool. <laughs> Dang. Oh man, put the helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> Ezra's helmet is like the equivalent of like sunglasses inside yeah like asleep at the back of the auditorium <laughs> i like that ezra immediately confronts has to he immediately has to confront the truth of what he's feeling yeah yeah like kanan calls him out on it immediately because i'm sure kanan has been through a thousand iterations of these very similar uh, grief conversations yeah lashing out being difficult you know kanan was a drunk for a while just like all of that stuff um resonates because the, the thing i've noticed already so far doing the show with you is just how much these guys have in common as human beings not just yeah. jedi heroes yeah exactly Dang. so this thing must have been like an early uh you know, maybe that Sinar Systems technology is the basis for what eventually would happen with hyperspace tracking that they finally cracked by the time of the Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I love Chopper's, uh, like, karate hands. <laughs> like, when, when, when he wakes, he's like, what? what? <laughs> like, and again, knowing what we know about Chopper and his, his post-war PTSD veteran, it's like... Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Like he gets yeah. woken up and he immediately thinks he has to fight and kill. Yeah. <laughs> Poor troubled boy. Old, old Vietnam veteran. Like, <laughs> what? What was that? And like loud noises. <laughs> like it's a Kong. Oh, God. It's Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Charlie don't serve. <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is a cool um thing to have played with you know uh this this sort of like being knocked out of hyperspace um right because that's going to be a thing eventually as we as we play with it but it also reminds me of uh i think it had already come out into darkness when that ship like blasts the enterprise out of warp 
Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, the like bad one. I forget what it was named. Yeah, um, the, the all black one that Marcus had, right? Yeah, yeah, I forget. What it and called. um, it's probably something like you know, uh, intimidator, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Uh, but um, yeah, just a cool visual of like something sort of losing its spot in the stream and and getting knocked out. Also, finding Nemo. Like, uh... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You have to Do you the, have your exit, buddy? The EAC. <laughs> oh man, what a great call! I never realized that the EAC yeah. is like hyperspace. Yeah, <laughs> it even yeah. kind of looks like it. But uh, another great thing is that this has been picked up again recently in canon. Uh, I know you didn't read this one yet, but uh, Out of the Shadows, the most recent YA mm-hmm. of the High Republic, that technology being a brand new like what if idea is part of the plot of that oh interesting that that one of the characters uh she's a scientist and relates to the nile and all this stuff i don't want to spoil it for you but Mm. there is a lot of talk of like ripping something out of hyperspace like that's psychotic like that's a crazy thing that could never be and that's a couple hundred years before and then the plan doesn't necessarily move forward, but you could see like the seeds of that idea and like right. maybe what was lost because of Nile irresponsibility. Um, but that those types of things are already being thought of. Yeah, no, that's super cool. A lot of subtle work with um, Sabine in these past two episodes. Yeah. Especially how, you know, she had to translate for... Uh, Sibo, the the par- parent revelation, mm-hmm. and then you know she was in the house with uh, um, and oh yeah, here's that cool visual, a-, a visual that they would use again, again when things are pulled out of hyperspace, this sort of like red tint that goes on it. Um, but but yeah, back to Sabine, um, you know she's she's sort of like very subtly trying to get to the heart of what you know, is, is so painful for Ezra. Right. And, um, you see that a lot in these, like her, her reaction to, Oh my gosh, it's his birthday. Um, in the last episode and, and then that all, you know, she, again, she's not the focus here, but by the end of the episode, we get, you know, the really nice moment that she's key to. Yeah. And it it layers onto her character and the fact that we know that she has so much trauma with her own family of like how, she has a family that is still living that she wishes that she could be closer to mm-hmm. and to have a, now a new friend in Ezra who his family is gone entirely, but that yeah. he did have a good relationship with is, is an inverse that I'm sure that her character is resonating with in certain ways. And, Which we uh, wouldn't know now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, again, that the magic of the rewatch. Um, and I also just like that. Again, something that we've touched on here is how Sabine has had to become an adult so quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that sensitivity is is very key. But, uh, and then here we go with the more of the storyline set up at the beginning of Empire Day of connecting to the wildlife. That's going to be a big, yeah, uh, big, literally big moment <laughs> here. And connecting to uh, Out of Darkness. We're back. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And to Clone Wars, right? Like, yeah, so Clone Wars eventually, yeah. Yeah. Then um, yeah, just to put, put another wrap on the Sabine thing, uh, I think, like, I don't think about it a whole lot, but if when I think about it now, like, Sabine and Ezra could be 
like my favorite Star Wars duo. Like yeah. they're yeah, they like just together a lot. Yeah, they were they really don't. And it's just like, man, especially you know, by the end of series, by where this stories could be going in the years ahead, you know, it's it's just they're so they're so important together. And just like, you know, those moments by the end, like not to go too far ahead of ourselves, but those last few episodes of Rebels really paint them as like equals in a lot of ways and how mm-hmm. he's uh like it is still as a story at the end, but Sabine is sort of, you know, one B by that point of how she has been informed by him in a lot of real ways and visual ways, like having his saber later on and things mm-hmm. like that. So uh <laughs> me as a Jedi Knight. Yeah. I want the force. Uh, <laughs> is that a sort of teaser for the Rogue One um, the mantra? Force. The Force is with me? Uh, maybe. It's one of those things where it's yeah. like you're just playing with the same language. So it's like, is it is it, you know, intentional or is it just sort of like, yeah, we're reusing the same words. Yeah. Um, yeah but there's a remixing of those words. Like I think that's what's fun about Star Wars though, where like regardless of creator intention, we can still make those links. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that's the beauty of you know the entire sort of uh tapestry of Star Wars is that if the creator meant it or not, uh, mm-hmm. once it exists in this shared universe of stories, then it's up to the to the viewer to inform their own experience across <laughs> that. Like I see so many connections between this show and, and the sequels such surely yeah. they were not um, intentionally seeding that we know of, but that, that forgive, I forgive you see my moment is so beautiful. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. And then the, the fear knocks just sitting <laughs> good. Dogs. Like, that was great. Great stuff. Yeah. That's a, a key moment, you know, like it's, the, you can't attain those powers. You can't have a breakthrough as a hero unless you're coming at it by shedding the weight that's on your heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely key. Um, I love all of that. And just thinking about the, you know, the I'm one with the force, I'm one with the force. I love that this show gave Ezra Bridger his own unique way of connecting that you know that had been a power before it's not like it had never been seen in legends and different things you know of of beast control things like that there's beast control in the knights of the old republic games i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. second one uh i have to fact check that but yeah i mean it just has um such a thematic resonance with the natural world and then you know you mentioned rogue one building on that where when chirrut first meets them and he says may the force of others be with you which yeah it's the only time that we've heard that version mm-hmm. and just how outward facing that literally is like it's it's so humble yeah i think yeah i think Jared's spirituality is like truly one of the the high high moments of rogue one absolutely menacing This is such a great um, action scene as well. The, the like reveal of what they've got cooking for him. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Man, Quizzer, you got to use your brain earlier, man. Yeah, they ain't alone. And That's how so cool. great is this 
then tying in with season four with the wolf. Yeah. You know, where that I mean, and it's it's peak it's peak Star Wars of, you know, good guys in nature and bad guys and their, you know, technological, you know, forces. That battle station is insignificant next to the power of the force. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even Vayner understood, you know, because he had that training built into him. Yeah. This Kevin Kiner music cue is baller. Yeah. You know, what just kicked in, like, oh, man, that's beautiful. I don't think it's, like, used that often. No. Is this the only place it is? It's in? Maybe it's in the finale. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that is a really good uh, dueling track. (laughs) <laughs> right i love that Kanan still has that cowboy element too like i'm not above pulling a blaster on you in the yeah of the duel which is a, a great segment of their final fight yes and that's, that's always so cool about you know Kanan and then and also ezra you know this side this adaptability you know they they think differently <laughs> that's rough <laughs> it's like sorry sorry Ezra that, you can't you can't let that happen man. I believe I am that's a, that's a that's a rookie mistake right there Ezra there's something about seeing red and blue together that is always interesting yeah it just goes it's like visually not right and so you're like ooh yeah this part's really creepy actually it is And this this is so well explored, really, with um, a lot of season two, you know, a little bit of season three, but like this this is a huge moment for Ezra. Absolutely, and there's small choices even in the dialogue, like him saying "orphan," you know, mm-hmm. like you don't hear that thrown at Luke, you know, like people don't really say that. It's yeah. not words. It's not a word that you hear used as an insult a lot, but to hear it here was great and then of course this i mean this moment sets up ezra's you know his entire sort of uh arc as he has this great power he can summon something of this size and magnitude and of this destructive power and Mm -hmm. you know like you said it gets carried on he went toward the dark to be able to do it yeah you know in you know the very very end of this show he's able to do it with many creatures of even greater power but from a place of altruism and light exactly you know it's not that what he did is inherently dark it's where it came from and And it's the um and again i I said season two because it's it's so key to you know how we choose to fight yeah right like this it's that that line is so good in so many levels it's in our intro (laughs) You know, our intro people. It's uh, it's it's the key to so much. It's the key to. It's one of the key pillars of Star Wars. It's key pillar of life. Key pillar of fandom. You know how we choose to to be. You know, engaging with things is you know as important as than what we're just saying. So like, yeah, in, inherently, it's not a bad power. It's it's why it was. It's why he was able to unlock it. Yeah, and 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 also it's abusive, you know, to that animal. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's a big destructive beast that can kill things, but it was just chilling down there. It didn't ask to come get into this fight, you know. Yeah, it's not this, not the symbiosis, exactly. Right, you know, um, because yeah, when it a, when it comes to the Puriel much later, you know, that is that that is companionship kind that's of. That's real harmony, yeah, yeah, community, and it's uh, 
Obi-Wan talking to Boss Ness, you know, mm -hmm. what happens to one of you will affect the other. You have to understand this. No, he won't. Master is really never pleased. <laughs> He's kind of just in general. He's at a, a constant simmer. <laughs> it's been a bad 15 years <laughs> in particular. Uh, here we go. Uh, you know, you called it the, the Dumbledore debrief moments. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is really important in young fantasy, right? Like, I think they're, I think they're just key moments that you need to put in stories. Yeah. And I love that. The, the theme of this conversation is victory, but not feeling right about it because you did make the wrong choice and had a fight. Mm -hmm. You know, it's possible sometimes to, you know, we've all been in that, that group project where you get an A, but the entire experience was crap. <laughs> it was hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's interesting. Like, it's interesting that Ezra gets that subliminally mm -hmm. because it, there could have been a scenario where they write him like, dabbing <laughs> you know like flexing oh my god look what we did but like he knows that felt wrong mm -hmm. that's that's what's cool about it kanan didn't have to correct him he had to just sort of explain it yeah and ezra has the the the, the potential for darkness within him and even in season three when he gets the closest he's always teetering in a way where you know he'll pull through he doesn't have an inherent we talked about this before ezra doesn't have an inherent predilection toward rage and suffering that Anakin yeah. does yeah you know like Anakin was definitely set up at a greater disadvantage than Ezra was Ezra has more of a resourcefulness and more of a hope and things like that um <laughs> this is such a nice moment this is beautiful dude Ephraim Bridger is a G you could tell just by looking at him yeah Oh, good old Sabine. Happy birthday, Ezra Bridger. Look, man, yes, Ezra had like a crush on her hair, and it's very funny, but like if they meet as adults and they get together, I would not be mad at it. Because <laughs> they, they are so, like, their bond is so pure. And, yep. and again, like Sabine, uh, on, on the greater level, beautiful episode. Uh, on the greater Got a level. Got in the club. Uh, <laughs> of uh what sabine's life is she's only 16 you know maybe she's older than, maybe she turns 17 soon I don't, yeah. I don't know but her life is destruction you know it's demolitions it's guns it's all of this stuff and so for her to be able to use her talents and her art is her outlet but then there to be able to use it to you know use some time some of her own downtime in this mission to provide him with something pure with an actual real birthday gift um that would mean a lot it's just fantastic probably his first gift in seven years seven years yeah i mean it's yeah yeah it's super stuff. cool and also just jumping back on uh <laughs> ephraim bridger being a, a fox um i think d bradley baker voices him oh that's so, cool uh, yeah just to i remember a while ago you know when we didn't really know what the role of the Bridger parents were going to be moving forward. I think I just remember that being like a cool little thing. It's like, oh, wow. they got like a, you know, this guy who's obviously at this point not super involved. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. But he gets the call next season. But yeah, I think, I think he's maybe doing like random stormtroopers for season one. Yeah. Not maybe. that he was ever not working because he does so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For other yeah. things. But now it's like, you know, 
D. Bradley Baker is like the most contacted man at Lucasfilm. Every yeah. other day, it's like, hey, D, you want to come play seven characters in this show? And, you know, yeah. I swear to God, if the daytime Emmys come out and D doesn't get some sort of acting nomination, because come on. Like, his scene in Batch, the Batch part one finale. Uh, between crosshair and hunter in the training room you you lose all concept that it's the same guy (laughs) it's like it is yeah it's a stunning performance so yeah just good good stuff good stuff that he's uh also isra's daddy indeed indeed so we're gonna head over to youtube now everyone if you've been listening along you'll know that we do this if this is your first time for whatever reason, welcome. Uh, you're, you know, I'm always, I'm always knowing that there could be new listeners, but also like, <laughs> you're going to start with gathering forces. I mean, hey, whatever. Maybe this is an episode you really, you want. know, you know the first ones really well, so <laughs> you're just going to jump welcome. in. You. You're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty well versed in yeah. number seven. Uh, so, uh, gathering forces, rebels, recon, number one point zero eight, here on the Star Wars YouTube channel, hosted by the wonderful Andy Gutierrez. Five minutes and forty eight seconds of fun and glory Whoop. and we are going to couch you in here same as for the episode it's going to be three two one go so here we go three two one play oh andy with the crawl shirt Dang, there you go that's why i love a crawl there's a new crawl shirt out now for the 50th which is exciting what is it is it actually the crawl <laughs> I uh, yeah i don't think it is <laughs> yeah I it is. <laughs> once i got a better look at it i was like, like uh... <laughs> uh also the animation when ezra goes dark and summons the big creature mm, yeah you're knock looks good i was i wanted to mention the uh the stones floating yes very very ray on octo right mm-hmm. and it just it, it's a way to visually convey that his power is a little bit out of control. And let's not forget, Ray went to the darkness when she was doing that. And it, yeah, it's just like that level of unhinged power. Yes. Whether you, whether you were meaning it or not. It's not focused. It's, it's just radiating mm-hmm. around you and lifting things. Yeah. Um, it looks like Andy's shirt is to crawl in a different language, but I can't make it. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't tell cool. if it's Spanish or not. Um. Oh, there's Dave. Dave, it's time to stop giggling at other people's answers and answer a question yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine hanging out in this theater and just listening. I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to because the pain that I'm not there is... It's too high. That's the FOMO path. It truly is, man. Forever will it dominate your destiny. God, God knows it. What's Chopper getting up to? (laughs) (laughs) Great way to play with that shot. Uh, it's Spanish, I think. Yeah. Oh no, but there's some like uh, it's like it looks like some Asian. There's some Asian characters. characters. See Carrie talking about ideology. This is the stuff right here. Mm-hmm. This is why she is in an executive position. Yeah, 
if Jason Isaac shows up in live action, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I will applaud. Yeah. He's he's a great, such a great presence. Let's hope that Harry Potter will always be here <laughs> to save the day. Oh, Father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also love uh, guy. in Goblet of Fire when he's like, don't burst, Draco. It's like, oh, don't boast. That's yeah. you're going to draw the line. <laughs> you're, a, you're a killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taylor's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I know how to read the lines and I'm good at it, but I delightful and nobody tell me. Yeah. You said on a early episode of the show that Taylor Gray is sort of like the adopted son of Sam Witwer and Freddie Prince Jr. And it's mm-hmm. it's so true. They played their roles perfectly in his own life. Yeah. With Kanan being the angel, Maul being the, the devil. And uh and it's very similar in how <laughs> Sam and Freddie get to riff off of uh, guiding Taylor. And Taylor's in their tabletop group, right? The gighead stuff? Yeah, he did do that stuff with them. I think there's a, cur- a one happening now that he's in Ooh. Uh, where Sam is game master and Freddie and Taylor are two of the players. That's cool. I remember the Star Wars when they did um, Taylor was a Wookiee. Well, that's awesome. Hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, John Mauer power. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's obsessed with power. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why did he never complete his Jedi training? I wish I knew. You know, it'd be nice if they explored that in a future story. They might just do it if we ask really nicely. <laughs> Can you believe that it was seven years later that we saw the origin? Like, that's just crazy. That's yeah. Stuff I never would have imagined. Path of the Jedi. This is a great episode. Oh. And I, I, hope I, I hope I didn't get that wrong. And maybe this was the the mid-season premiere because this is january 5th yeah i think um maybe i'll check the dates on that again it's possible though i could have sworn they left that on cliffhanger though very cool oh well there it was Yeah, so that was that was the mid-season finale. Got it. Either way, mid-season. Mid-season, here we are. Mid-season. That was a great one. Uh, what a what a great character-driven episode. That moment at the at the end with uh, you, you know tapping into the dark side to control the fear knock is just um, it's peak Star Wars. Yeah, you know, it's 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 Luke hacking down on Vader. Well, actually, more accurately, it's probably Luke choking the Gamorreans, like mm-hmm. being reckless with the Force. Yeah, you are reckless. Uh, just, <laughs> that was a very bad joke. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked for me. <laughs> Look, if I can get one laugh from the one person that's here, that's all I need. I don't care if you all laugh. Uh, but in all seriousness, though, it, it, yeah, it's down that that path, and you know, we've seen Anakin have about a hundred of those moments throughout yeah. the prequels and Clone Wars of 
this is not a power. It's like Last Jedi. This is not a power that you have. And you're not, it, it, you should not be doing it just strictly based on emotionality. Mm-hmm. I'm mad, therefore I'm going to inflict damage. You know, that's a, a, that irresponsibility is a very, uh, it's a quick descent. <laughs> that is how you make a sip. <laughs> I've, been, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. That is a, a sip recipe. There we go. Tried and true. <laughs> Sugar, spice, and all of your anger. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> unfettered <laughs> rage. Uh, it's yeah, it's definitely um, a, a key moment, and it's just so powerful to see um, to see how far Ezra comes throughout his journey, and how it's not constant progress. You know, sometimes there are other setbacks of other kinds, but yeah, he's always um, on the path, and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff, and again, like it's episodes like these where it's like, Oh, we're really starting to, you know, understand these people and, and, uh, and see what they're doing um, and see what makes them, you know, these unique star Wars characters that they would, you know, burrow so deeply into our collective spirits and hearts. And, you know, they're just as important as the characters we've grown up with for, you know, however many years before we started watching Rebels. So, yeah, yeah it's it, great episodes, great two-parters. Um, just, to, just to confirm, I did go back. So, yeah, it looks like Gathering Forces premiered November 24th. Mm. And then we had to wait till January, January 5th now for the next episode of Rebels. Gosh. 2015. Small year in Star Wars history. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, it just... Those mid-season breaks were just they're they're like gut punches <laughs> it's like man very brutal <laughs> what do i do what do i do with my life um so yeah but yeah good stuff love love these two episodes and love where we're gonna be going the the, the path of the jedi one is another just huge moment for rebels um, and again like it's just it's such a smart handling on on the needs of these characters like we've had a key jedi episode earlier on and stuff but we're we can't take that time to dedicate to another key jedi episode until yeah. that forgiveness until the darkness is addressed until um certain hurdles are overcome for ezra now you've got your character to a place where you can continue the mystical journey in in a healthier way yeah absolutely and um and you're gonna need a special voice to help you along that that little journey <gasps> <laughs> Who could it be? Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. A classic character. Is it going to be another cameo? Uh, <laughs> it was you a few minutes ago. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> it was me. Hire me, Lucasfilm. I'm here. Um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to dive into that one. But for right now, I think that about does it. Unless you've got any more notes on Gathering Forces. I think I think I'm good. And. Um... You know, just again, just feeling those awesome Rebels vibes coming off, coming off the screen. <laughs> you know, it just, it's so palpable watching this show. Um, so, so yeah, just feeling, feeling great, feeling, feeling happy about where we're going. Absolutely. So why don't you tell everyone where they can go look at your inner darkness on oh, no. the internet? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, not on my OnlyFans, but um, you can check out my Twitter 
at Nequitius, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S. You can listen to the Imperial Senate podcast at Imp Senate Pod for more Star Wars talk. And uh, you can listen to me, Alden, and Reed on the One and Done Film Club at One, the letter N, Done Show. Awesome episodes coming out. Season two is spectacular. Just, we were looking at the slate the other night, and it's like, wow, we got some killer franchises for you. So please come along, uh, follow that show as well, and um, you know, come watch some good movies with us. Yeah, I mean, that's, that show is full of very similar conversations to what we have here format wise, you know, it's, it's commentary driven and everything, but we go to some comedic places in those conversations. And, uh, Oh yeah. We have, uh, already in in the two episodes we've made at the time of this recording, we have gone to very different vibes, but equally fun. And yeah, yeah. uh, Very excited for what's to come on there. So that's uh, us and our friend Reed Devaney and, uh, Reed also joined us uh, over on Octa radio proper, for a Lego conversation, which you should all definitely go check out. That was a great time. I also had uh, Father, Son, Galaxy on Octo Radio with uh, Father, Son, a Star Wars podcast, rather. Father, Son, Galaxy is their social media account. And that's uh, Kerwin and Keith Yard, who are just the best. Had so much fun talking (laughs) to those guys. A wonderful presence. Really, honestly, just like the only Star Wars show uh, that anyone really (laughs) If we all had to go, if we all had to go... (laughs) Someone had to survive the great purge. I would would throw myself on a sword to keep Sherman and Keith around. Uh, But yeah, so that was a great one. That's on Octa Radio as well. Tori Fox is back with the Mandatorian Creed. If you want to hear about Galaxy of Creatures, if you want to hear about Galaxy of Sounds on Disney+, Plus, more stuff about the Book of Boba Fett and other things that are happening right now. We had a great discussion over on her show. And then, of course, a rebound between worlds will continue. Super excited about stuff that's going to be coming up all around. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at A Period D Period Strider. And then Octo Radio is everywhere on all your social platforms and podcast platforms, A-H-C-H-T-O Radio. If you're listening on Spotify, you can scroll down and participate in questions now, participate in polls. And they're not really like doing anything or like affecting anything show wise. But if there's some really, you know, cool replies or funny replies or anything, I wouldn't mind reading some of those back. Um, So that's on Spotify (laughs) only. It's something that Spotify has added, um, uh, you know, to their platform overall. Uh, And that's going to be just a fun way to engage with you guys. So I know the majority of you are on Apple podcasts, uh, but just figured I'd throw that out there. And while you're on Apple podcasts, by the way, leave a review. That would be very helpful helps all the shows it helps Dr. radio it helps imperial senate podcast and uh, any other show that you like in the star wars space so and one and done film club <laughs> and the one and done film club uh and, and over there you can leave even more chaotic reviews oh yeah it's very it's encouraged you can tell us anything on there just yeah. give us those five stars you can tell us anything <laughs> five stars and you could tell me to go fall off a cliff. <laughs> you could put your grocery list there. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> make a recommendation. Um, Absolutely. Whatever you feel like doing. And uh, yeah, so definitely check out uh, all of Nikki's stuff in the links as well. Head over to the Imperial Senate Patreon where you can hear uh, Nikki on some of his other shows like Yum Nuff Club. And uh, what's the name of your Premier League show? It's a very complicated name, but straightforward. <laughs> the Imperial Senate fantasy premier league show <laughs> oh well there you go yeah a lot of straightforward a, a lot of words but very straightforward <laughs> um and yeah that's just that's just a premier league soccer talk if you're into that not every star wars fan is but if you are feel free to come hang out i'm sure ted lasso has probably made people at least more interested i think so definitely like definitely i, I, I would be interested to see if there was a ted lasso's 
in season weeks the spikes in like soccer rules google searches yeah yeah you know people trying to figure it out definitely Um, that's a completely different show uh but still go down like nikki's links check all that stuff out and uh we are appreciating all of your support along this rebel's journey so for right now we're going to close it out loth rat loth cat loth wolf run pick a path and all is done bye (laughs) 